0: This episode of Talk Central is brought to you by Pinnacle, Africa's top ICT distribution business, delivering the exceptional every time. I'm Richard Finneberg. And I'm Duncan MacLeod.
1: This is Talk Central, episode 242 for the week starting 25 November 2018.
0: Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. You can WhatsApp the show on the number 71 On Talk Central this week, Stella steals the show. Also on the show this week, the U.S. wants other countries to stop buying from Huawei, Standard Bank launches an MVNO, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and a company is using oh. diamonds to power drones.
1: Interesting stuff. It's Sunday. We're live streaming again at today, and it's time to talk everything tech.
0: Welcome to the show, how's it Rechot? How's it Duncan? We are indeed live streaming for the first time in a while. We've um, had some real technical challenges which um, eventually put down to the Bitdefender antivirus software which was uh, causing Mm. problems with our live stream. Um, but uh, we are back, we are recording on our normal Sunday schedule at 1 o'clock again So it's good to be here um, Please join the conversation and WhatsApp us on 71 999 If you send us a voice note we'll include it in a future show And possibly even today's show uh, If you can get it through to
1: us in time But let's do our quiz the first question, with the launch this week of Standard Bank Mobile, how many MVNOs or Mobile Virtual Network Operators now piggyback on Sea's network?
0: And the second question, how many set-top boxes have been activated by OpenView, the free-to-air satellite provider owned by eMedia Investments?
1: Third question Which technology company is on the verge of Overtaking Apple as the world's most Valuable company And that's a remarkable
0: comeback story mm. And the fourth question Uber rival Taxify said this week It is expanding to which part of South Africa
1: It's a very good expansion too And mm. the last question The soon to be launched Discovery Bank is being led By a former chief information officer of NetBank, who is he And
0: that's our quiz is always, the results at the end of the show But let's dive into this week's news And it was a busy one, even though um, we recorded the last show. I think it was on Tuesday afternoon, Uh, Rechard. So (laughs) in those um, three and a half short days, plenty has happened, including Mm. an announcement by the president that the Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services and the Department of Communications, which, as you know, was split very controversially by the former president, Jacob Zuma, in 2014 after the general election in 2014, Is going to be reintegrated. It should never have happened in the first place. It's caused all sorts of problems, not least because uh, ICASA was now reporting to the Ministry of Communications, whereas much of the work that ICASA does is related to the work that the Ministry and Departments or Department of uh, Telecommunications and Postal Services did. It made no sense at the time. It's still not entirely clear why Zuma did it in the first place, although there's speculation that um, he wanted to install Faith Mutambi there to be the protector for Claudi Mutsuneng at the SABC. Um, Yunus Karim, of course, was running telecoms prior to that um, split, and he was fired. Mm. Um, Well, that was a strange noise.
1: Sorry, phone vibrating on the desk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't quite place it there. But um, um, So being reintegrated, the the ministry is being reintegrated first. Ramaphosa is saying that the the departments themselves will only be reintegrated after the 2019 election. I'm not sure what the reason for that is. Um, Both departments are working on some very important work at the moment. So perhaps he doesn't want to disrupt that work ahead of the election. Uh, we're looking both at the digital migration project, of course, as well as the allocation of radio frequency spectrum. Uh, the The DTT project is being run by communications and the spectrum project is being run by DT- DTPS. So perhaps um, he's, he's aware that he doesn't want to disrupt that through this reintegration process. Um, but it's a welcome move. It's fixing a mistake that Zoomer made. Um, It's going to take a while It's going to be fairly complex Mm. But what's really interesting is that he's moved both Ministers that were in these two portfolios out So Numbula Mukonyane The minister who famously said uh, Don't worry about the rand, we'll pick it up after it falls um, Has been moved out Into the Department of Environmental Affairs Um, She's of course um, Best known for destroying the Department of uh, what was it called? Department of Water and Sanitation, I think it's called. She left yeah. it basically bankrupt. Um, she uh, seemed to be doing too bad a job at, at at the DOC. She was making the right moves around the digital migration project. Um, but she's been shifted out to environmental affairs um, Uh, Many people suggest she should not be in the cabinet at all, that she made such a mess of the Department of Water Affairs that she doesn't deserve to be in cabinet. Uh, And Minister Kwele, who's been the telecoms minister since since 2014, has been shifted out. Um, I'm I'm sure he's not very happy about that, but he's been moved to the Department of Home Affairs where he replaces Malusi Gigaba, who resigned, I think it was last week or the week before. I think it was last week. so Huéle is the new Minister of, of Home Affairs. Um, he hasn't exactly uh, covered himself in glory. He, um, he did very little in this portfolio for the first three years that he was in there. And only, I think, after uh, Ramaphosa became president did he start to act on some of these things. Um, he, was, he dawdled and, and basically slept through his portfolio for three years um, while his department came up with... Um, Policy policies under the um, electronic communications amendment bill that threaten to do very real damage to the telecommunications sector um, the, that legislation is still going through the processes although I think it's in the process of being diluted to a large extent but he's gone now so um, I don't think he's going to be terribly missed by the sector and he's been replaced by Stella Ndebeni-Abrams, who was both the de- Deputy Minister under Faith Mutambi and famously fell out with Faith Mutambi, which I think is a um, positive point in, in her book. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also served for, quite, for the longest time as Deputy Minister of Telecommunications and Postal Services, um, most recently, of course, under Kwele. And um, she's young. She's quite dynamic. Um, she's a bit of an unknown quantity, though. I haven't personally engaged with her a lot. Um, I've spoken to her a few times. But um, there's nothing about her that that um, raises any alarm bells, which I think is a good thing. Um, she has been pushing um, the agenda of skills development and getting the country ready for the so-called Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, which is a term that politicians seem to have latched onto. Um, but she, she she has been making the right noises and, um, you know, I, I, she's a very, she's, I, I get the impression she's a very political animal. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, she is a politician. Um, she seems to be fairly w- well respected from people I've spoken to. Um, but she also is a bit of an unknown quantity. Um, she's quite young, uh, which is I think is a good thing in the sector. Um, you don't want old people trying to figure out new technology. Uh, yeah, not, exactly. don't, I don't mean to be mean to be ageist, but um, it's it's just a fact. Um, she's she's social media savvy. She's on on quite mm-hmm. active on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so while you know it's not not an appointment that I'm getting wildly excited about, it's also not an appointment that I'm particularly despondent about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be a case of um, wait and see, we'll see what she does. Um, mm. But um, she might surprise us in, the, in in the positive direction. I hope she does.
1: Um, no, definitely. I d- I just really wish for I would really like to see a, a government where um, where people who are leaders in the industry get appointed to these ministerial roles. So people, so if you get appointed to the tech, you know, to the to the communications industry, to the ICT. <laughs> to any of the departments relating with tech, then you need to really be good at tech, right? I mean, mm. you need to understand it or at least, you know, come from a background where you have done many years within that. Well, um, she's certainly got uh, the
0: experience in the sector. I mean, she's, she's been in this portfolio, or the, either communications or telecoms, so for I think about 10 years, if I'm not mm, mistaken. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think she... I mean, she certainly knows people in the sector. She understands what the dynamics are. She's attended all the colloquia and all the meetings that have happened over the years. She knows. Um, she knows what needs to be done. Um, I think it's also helpful that the president also understands these issues, having been the chairman of MTN for many years.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm. But we need it in some of the other. We need it in some of the other departments too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, where we see where we see those departments lacking, it's usually, it, it is often where there's probably not expertise mm-hmm. uh, to understand the problems. Yeah. Because every department has problems. I mean, you don't get into, into one of these departments with, uh, you know, it's, it's a working department. Mm. You can almost say you always have to solve the issues first.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, so let, let's hope the reintegration isn't going to t- take away the focus because uh, there are so many projects, it's not just the um, mm. the Spectrum thing and the DTT thing. And the DTT thing is not going to be concluded by the next election. So uh, we, can, we can just hope that um, that reintegration isn't going to take their eye off the ball for too long. Because there is a lot of work it needs doing, um, and a lot of problems that need fixing uh, from the Zuma exactly. administration days. Um, but I, I, I'd say, on balance, I'm I'm more I'm 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 somewhat positive about this appointment, and um, I think let's give her a chance and see how she does.
1: Yeah, we certainly need more young blood in government. Let's mm. be honest. Mm. Um, so it's good to see that.
0: Yeah. Right. Speaking of politicians, uh, let's jump across to the good old U.S. of A and uh, its president, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the best thing the Internet has at the moment. <laughs> so um, the U.S. government uh, is, is basically declaring war on China's Huawei um, we already know that they've put pressure on telecommunications operators in the U.S. not to work with Huawei in the rollout of 5G infrastructure. We also know it's almost impossible to buy a Huawei device through an operator in the U.S. Um, for example, the fantastic uh, Huawei Mate 20 Pro, which both of us are now using, Rehut, Uh It's impossible to buy that in the U.S. unless you buy it um, on the Internet and have it imported. Uh, which is just crazy. Um, yeah,
1: because all devices are made in China, right?
0: Yeah, including the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's a paran. There almost seems to be a paranoia that the the Chinese are going to spy on on, on American citizens through these devices, through these networks. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that just says something about what America's doing with the equipment
1: that it sells. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the, look, if you look at this in context to what else Donald Trump has been doing, um, you know he 's certainly closing up the u s or he's he 's trying he's to, a
0: nationalist yeah
1: yeah, yeah he 's trying to bring things in back home, and the first step in doing anything really within any politics right is to to alienate the things that you want to get rid of and make them bad and make people think they're dangerous mm-hmm. and I mean, you can cripple entire industries by doing this type of thing.
0: The U.S. Um, the,
1: the U.S. has always thrived
0: when it's had an enemy, right? I mean,
1: yes. throughout
0: the 19, I mean, basically from the Second World War up to the end of the 1980s, that enemy was Russia. Um, the Cold War, um, you know, it 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 actually got it it got. Americans on the moon as quickly as it did because they were worried the Russians were going to get there first.
1: <laughs> or did it? Or did it? We never know. <laughs> no, no, I'm, just, I'm just teasing. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, conflict is creating a lot of business and making politics good business. Yeah.
0: And that military-industrial complex that the U.S. thrives on, it, it, almost, seems that, um, it almost seems that they need that to, to thrive as a nation. And um, that, that new enemy, if you like, is China, made quite clear by Donald Trump. When yeah, the tariff, for sure. trade wars. Um, warning about warnings about using Huawei equipment. Um, I think it's jingoism, isn't it?
1: Mm. No, exactly. And I guess. China is a threat in terms, I guess, in terms of a, just economically. I mean, they are a powerhouse. They absolutely um, are. And America is now feeling threatened because they are not anymore, right? Well, they are. So they are a the powerhouse,
0: but there's a, there's someone challenging them for the for the well, that superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time, America has been the world's only superpower, and now China is um, is, uh, is is stepping up, and um, we we're going to have two superpowers in this world again. Mm, mm.
1: I mean they already they already I mean they own the tech industry right so you know I guess if they just stop producing stuff the entire world will you know, they, they will face some shortages and we'll have some mm. issues to deal with China so is they, the world's factory a, China is the world's hold, factory they hold some cards mm. which uh, is very powerful
0: yeah so the US this week um asking its allies around the world not to buy equipment to build telecommunications networks from Huawei um, we've already seen Australia saying that they're banning the um, operators there from building 5G infrastructure using Huawei gear. Um, there's been no indication that I've seen of anyone else doing this. Um, Huawei is huge in Europe. Of course, it's massive mm. in, in Africa and in South Africa. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, our networks are powered by Huawei equipment to a large extent, and the same is true in Europe, the same is true in Asia. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just look at this and I think, you know, you know this is just nuts. Um, from a consumer perspective, for example, Americans are not getting access to these fantastic devices. I mean, I would argue that the Huawei Mate 20 Pro is the handset of the year. It, it, oh, yeah. It's far better than, than the new Apple um, iPhone XS and XS Max, in my view. Um, I mean, it depends if you want to go iOS or Android. If you're iOS, then Apple is your choice, but if you 're just comparing hardware and feature sets, I think the Huawei beats the new iPhone hands down with its massive battery, its fantastic cameras, and its in screen fingerprint reader
1: yeah look they certainly like a few years back when they started their massive enterprise hardware drive and they started in- introducing you know all these really high end technologies for the telecommunications industry. I mean, it's, they've really shined there in that industry. And now mm-hmm. when they bring that to the consumer side and we're seeing what happens when a, a seemingly, and I say seemingly unknown, but they've been known for a long time, but mm-hmm. they just come out of seemingly nowhere with some fantastic devices over the last year or so. Yeah. Um, and it's refreshing to see. And I'm really really—I'm really excited about it. Like, you know, everybody that I speak to, about like I never thought I would, I would actually be using a Huawei phone and actually enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Just because the brand was never something I looked at fondly. Um, But it just shows, you know, any brand has the ability to introduce something really interesting and and take on a market and become a new player. Mm -hmm. It's interesting times we are living in.
0: And, and, I mean, the suggestion that Huawei is maybe planting spyware or whatever it is in their network equipment to spy on countries – I mean, the moment someone finds out that that, that, that spyware is in, uh, is in, um, oh, I've just realized we're not live streaming. Um, oh, no. I think I've set it up <laughs> under the wrong account. Uh, apologies, oh, guys. True. Um, <laughs> well, I'm apologizing to no one because no one's listening, but, um, <laughs> I've, I've realized we're streaming it under Talk Central and I should have streamed it under Tech Central. So oh, apologies about that, but uh, the show will be available as a podcast. The show um, will go on, Dan, the, the show, show will, will go, go on. on. Yes, we'll, um, I won't make the mistake next week. But uh, what was I saying? Huawei, um, you know, if they, if they put spyware chips or something like that in their network gear and that gets found out, uh, they, their mm. business is in serious trouble because
1: people would just stop buying their equipment. They can't do it. Exactly. And also, you have to – I don't know how you would hide anything like that because you always have – I mean, there's a lot of – so any new product that comes out, you can be guaranteed that – any of their high-end competitors are going to be buying that device and deconstructing it, de-engineering it just to see what they did, how they did it. I mean, any good business would, I would imagine, because you, know, you just want to see what the competitors are doing. And through and, and then on the other side, you also have people who's building new software, hacking software. At some point, somebody will see something. Mm. If there's a, if there's code or if there's hardware. Someone will find it. Someone will find it. I mean, we, we're living in a very open open society these days information travels very quickly i mean yeah. if, if apple can't even keep secret that they're launching or you know their new device is secret before launch yes. um yeah how and, and I mean, there's big money in that mm. right how, how, yeah i mean yeah. yeah i mean we don't know what we don't know but it's it's somebody i'm sure somebody would have found mm. it to me we've mm. got a lot of geeks out there looking and playing mm. with a lot of toys i'm sure
0: have you noticed, by the way, when using your Huawei phone that uh, when you access some of the Huawei services, it pops up a little warning message on the screen saying to use the service, we need to connect to servers in mainland China. No,
1: I actually Ever haven't seen been that? playing with it. Uh, with uh, I mean, I, I've created the account, but yeah. I haven't been playing with those features much.
0: I think to use the you know the search tool, if you scroll down from the top of the screen. Um, oh, yeah. if you enable that then it, it pops up a message saying we need to connect to servers in mainland China so I think they're very aware of the fact that um, you know there's a, a, a negative perception about China in the rest of the world I mean the internet is heavily um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what's the word um, censored. controlled, censored. controlled uh, um, and you know I'd be a bit paranoid about putting my personal data on on a mainland, mainland Chinese server where um, it might be accessed and analyzed by the Chinese government Um yeah. So it was interesting to see that notification anyway. So they're, they're quite aware of the um, sensitivities around this. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. But look, let's be honest and let's be fair here too. At this point in time, I would also be very wary of any, any brand rather than a country. I would be more wary of a brand trying to be malicious. Mm. Um, it, 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 so yes, I mean, when looking at our way in that perspective, but again, like you said, it's, you're going to, you're going to destroy everything. And once yeah. it comes out, it's, this yeah, game you're right. over.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think we should be, probably be more concerned about what Facebook is doing with our data than what Huawei is doing mm-hmm. with it.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And our sugar intake as a population, that's probably another thing we should be more worried about. Sugar? <laughs> sugar intake. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of things out there. And, and yes, I mean, business, I mean, when we look back in history too, I mean, how many, war, I guess war is, is a good example of that. But how many times have business and industry changed the course of, you know, I guess general out uh, of history. Uh, sorry, changing the course of of where people are going. Really, mm. you know, if you introduce a war into society, things change for everybody. Mm. Um, if Facebook leaks a lot of data and people get uh, election gets thrown because people think that a person is bad and they're not, or you know, random stuff like that. That's mm. that's what we're dealing with uh, these days. Yeah. Interesting times. Indeed, interesting times, indeed, perhaps
0: in the uh, Chinese curse sense of the, of the, of the word. Okay. Um, but uh, I think, Richard, let's take a quick ad break there. We'll be back right after this. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country, not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity for business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything.
2: Because you found me.
0: I
3: feel we have a strong connection.
2: Well, you're pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. Should we drop it like a hotspot and head back to yours so we can show Max and snuggle? Let's get Googa with it.
3: But I don't have fiber. Don't get caught in 50 shades of delay. Broadband your horizons and switch to Vox's super fast, super reliable fiber network. Experience the momentum. Connect your world. Visit us at
0: vox.co.za forward slash fiber. Well, welcome back to the show. How's it, Rehat? How's it, Duncan? You bank with Standard Bank, don't you? No, no, I don't. Are oh, you with NetBank? NetBank, yeah, NetBank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, who are those people? I always think of that phrase. <laughs> NetBank, that pale fly. Who, who are those people? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure it's the best pay line for a bank. But um, <laughs> sta- Standard Bank, uh, who I also don't bank with, launched the, in MVNO this week. Um, worst kept secret in the industry. We broke mm-hmm. the story back in February already, um, and they finally launched it. It's being headed up by uh, Steve Bailey, who used to run Virgin Mobile in South Africa, and he's probably the… Top expert in MVNOs in South Africa, having launched yeah. MVNX and launched half a dozen or more uh, MVNOs with uh, with cell on cells on the back of Cell C's network. Standard Bank now launching their MVNO. It looks quite interesting. A different sort of model. Uh, they don't have bundles. They don't have data bundles or voice bundles. Uh, so you just basically say, I want to spend this amount of money a month, um, and they uh, then there's a sliding tier, and you pay based on. Um, you pay based on uh, uh, the um, the tier you're on. So if you, I think the maximum is two sixty nine rand a month, and then you pay, I think it's five cents a megabyte. For yeah, data. five cents a megabyte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the less you buy, the more expensive the um, your data and your voice calls are it's an interesting model um i have Mm. no i'm not a standard bank customer so i have no intention of using this and to be honest if i was a standard bank customer i probably wouldn't use it either pretty much in the same way as Mm. i Mm. am an B customer and i don't use B connect and have no interest in using B connect but yeah look,
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, there there must
0: be an interesting model here because um you know some customers are taking it up
1: yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I'm still of the firm belief that this type of thing, I don't really see too much value in MVNO other than it's a marketing, part of a marketing machine, part of a marketing tool, at least, you know, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know, you mm-hmm. want to keep customers and you want to offer them more services. I mean, a lot of business entities offer insurance and financial services and add-ons and bonus, you know, the, all these little things that you can get. Yeah, It's just an extension of that. It's, I, I don't <laughs> think we're the target market for it because we know what we, you know, we, we know what we want to buy. We know what we want to get. We kind of, Go directly to the source, rather than having a a third kind of a third player involved there. But I suppose it's Um, it's handy
0: if you're a, I mean, if you if you we're quite we're power users. We like to shop around and get the best deals. mm, mm. But I suppose if you're a standard bank customer or an F and B customer, and you you know you're always on online banking anyway, it's very easy just to okay, I'll have some data off I go.
1: Yeah, look, it makes a lot of sense again from the bank's point of view because they can add a lot of benefit. I don't know, is 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 banking zero rate on this for Standard Bank customers, for example? I you actually don't know. Pay so if 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 there's value added like that, then it makes a lot of sense. Mm. Just give them some added, whatever security and features. Um, it'll also probably make it a lot more difficult to to do a SIM swap on your device because your mm. bank is probably now doing the paperwork on that, right? So. Hopefully, yeah. unlikely that that happens. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking of all the benefits of something like this. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's still just uh, add it on add on value, add on service. If you get a SIM card with a checking account, for example, and you get potentially get this for free every month, maybe a five hundred rand value, that could be quite cool. Well, they know? are
0: giving you value. So if you depending on the on the platform, you're on the package you're on, credit card or check card, um, they give you free airtime every month. Um, so, oh, so, cool. But you spend, I think it's thirty nine rand. Um, and um, and then if you're on the top tier plan, I think you get 419 mm. rand or 439 rand of airtime.
1: Oh, that's cool. Um, so there's some benefit in it, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like I, I mean I don't I really don't like subscribing to any of these rewards programs because I don't see mm. any value. I find that you generally just pay you just pay for something you yeah. you don't really get you don't really get the one for one return on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's nice to, when you get That's something said, out
0: of it. That said, that said, I'm an F and B customer, and I think e is absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm I'm also not a fan of of rewards programs, mm-hmm. but um, but e is brilliant. As long as you follow the the um, the the things it wants you to do. To get up to, onto the higher rewards level So I'm on level yeah. 5 So um, I just read through how to do it And um, I do those things now And I'm on rewards level 5 And you can actually get meaningful oh. rewards I'm, I'm getting two tanks of petrol a month In value
1: from eBucks But you are also spending I would imagine Quite a bit using their system So you, you, you may have done it in any case So you would get that value Based on just you know, using their, their card all the time To pay for stuff, right? Yeah yeah, exactly.
0: They they disincentivize using drawing cash from an ATM, for example, and mm. pay with your card. Mm. So I do that. I don't mind. Mm. I mean, I'm not sure. No, you do I, it in any case. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure the merchants are very happy with me buying a newspaper with my credit card. But um, mm.
1: uh, but I do
0: it. I I I I actually can't remember the last time I drew cash. It must, must have been at least a month ago.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. I'm the same. I mean, we don't need cash anymore. It really isn't a yeah. thing.
0: Um,
1: I'm actually thinking. Yeah, Sorry, Sorry,
0: I'm just saying I'm I'm actually thinking of ditching my wallet I've got a new case for my phone which has two card slots and I'm thinking of just putting my credit card in there and my my driver's license and, and not carrying a wallet anymore
1: Duncan, that is very hipster of you. That is a, that's a very hipster move. <laughs> I'm not going to have a wallet. Just full-on digital. Next thing you're going to want a, 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 a QR code tattoo. Uh, oh, that's an idea.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but seriously,
0: I mean, do you, do you really need to carry around this wallet with all these cards? And I mean, I don't use these no, loyalty programs. It just programs. collects receipts. Yeah, receipts. I suppose it's is useful too. Collect receipts. That's what I saying. Mm. Like
1: you don't need it. Like you, yeah. you actually don't need receipts. You just take you a photograph and throw it away.
0: Exactly. That's a good point too. Um, I, I'm going to try this actually. I think maybe for the next week or two, I'm I'm just going to carry my mm. phone, my driver's license, and my credit card, and see how far I can get.
1: So where did you get a case like that? I mean, did you buy online?
0: Yeah, I bought it from um, from Mobile Fun, which is a UK. Uh, um, oh, so it's international, ca- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. It's almost impossible to get cases um, for new devices in this country for quite a while mm. after their launch, which is really irritating. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a fantastic Olixar case from uh, from Mobile Fun. They're quite good, although their delivery fees are quite high. Um, let's talk about. And I don't know if there's going to be much to talk about here, but let's talk a little bit about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, which is all happening this weekend. Uh, did you have a look at any of the websites or you did you get excited by any of the deals you saw?
1: No, not really look I think we spoke about this last too my, my my feelings about Black friday. I think a lot of people's feelings about black friday is just it's just a again big marketing hub mm. even though I work in that industry like uh, or do part part time work in that industry you know I, I can see it for what it is and unless you do something really big unless it's a really big sale, I guess you can't really you shouldn't really be doing Black Friday, but it's still fun to see I guess you know if I was buying stuff. Now, I would be holding out and just waiting for some good deals to come up. There has been some good deals that I've seen. Mm. Um, but again, a lot of the best deals are limited to like the first 100 or the first 50. Yeah. Chance, chances of getting access or getting to it, yeah, it's pretty slim, I would say, yeah. for a lot of the good deals. So, yeah. is it worth the effort? Uh, probably not.
0: Yeah, I must say, I, uh, I, I had a look at a half a dozen websites and… Um, I saw some things I was slightly tempted by, but I didn't actually end up buying mm. anything. I just spend a lot of time on Orms Direct and Outdoor Photo, um, yeah, my way. two photographic websites. It's so an mm. online store. Love it. Love uh, it. They, they have got some great stuff, but I, I didn't see anything that really grabbed me. And the, there is one lens that I'm looking at, but it wasn't discounted. <laughs>
1: mm. yeah, yeah, that's, that's the other thing, a lot of the good stuff. But I'm from a, from just from keeping an eye on what's happening, because I'm always curious about these things too, you know, so I did look at a lot of it kind of see especially on the tech side what's out there. Um you know I saw some USB sticks that were really well priced and I was tempted by that. And, and that is really funny. That was the only thing that I thought, mm, that's what I want. Mm. Because it's you know a lot of people go into Black Friday or Cyber Monday thinking they just uh, thinking they need something. when they actually don't because it's mm. just a good price. You should go into what what do I need? Like a new tripod or a new lens or yeah. um you know fortunately there wasn't anything that I was needing. But uh, in terms of this, yeah, you know, in terms of the sale mm, yeah, nothing. And I was impressed yeah, at I, I, was in, I was impressed at
0: so the price of some flat screen TVs, particularly LED TVs, they've come down mm, significantly. Mm. I saw some sixty five inch, four K OLEDs. Sorry, not OLEDs. Um, uh, backlit LED LCD yes. uh, displays for uh, under ten thousand rand. Sure,
1: well, that's not bad. Yeah, see again. You can. You, Black Friday and Summer Monday could work really well for you if you know what you want um and you just go for that because sometimes you may need to get there first or get there early if you want that big screen at a good price if yep. it's not a if it's not a rolling special that they have but if we look at some of the <laughs> maybe maybe it's the sign of my age too but i was also a little excited about um the zando zando special they had some good good special and some clothing mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was also looking at that going hmm you know there's some really nice shoes there for not too bad no nice jeans for like turn it back no shoes for turn it back you know it's that's good pricing, if you if you ask me, for branded clothing. Yeah. So, again, shop for what you need. But it's always fun to see people breaking down the doors. Did you see that video clip, uh, again, from a game store somewhere? No. Um, where people were pushing through, trying to get in and it, oh, trying to be orderly. The first few people walk in, and then yeah. everybody just starts pushing. I won't go anywhere near a
0: physical crazy. store
1: on, on Black Friday. I, I,
0: lo- I look at a lot of um, deals on websites, but I, there's no way I'm going into a store on that day.
1: Mm. Mm. It was also good and slightly funny to see that, um, and no offense to these guys, I do love them, but take a lot with the payment portals not being able to which is not which is not their fault it was no. it's, it's and their the website
0: their website will credit to take a lot stayed up this year
1: <laughs> but, but because they i think that what they did well what they did was they switched off the payment those payment portals because as soon as they started hitting problems they set out the message to say that you can still do eft or there was another method of payment right, right. um so they so what they did was they switched off those because yeah if, if that if, if the request to the payment merchant gets delayed and you have a backup there, then that affects your website. Yes. So just by switching that off, unfortunately, everyone was in the queue would have lost the ability to check out. So they mm. would probably have had to go through, yeah. refresh the page and go through the process. But yeah, maybe we should be asking the questions from the financial services guys. How do you not keep these services up? Mm. I mean, yeah. you'd imagine that the entire country is doing thousands of transactions a minute. You know, what would a few million more be on, on a day? I mean, surely mm. that should be scalable. Absolutely. That's a conversation I would like to have, actually.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good good point. So Cyber Monday is tomorrow. Um, that's the day when uh, typically tech products get discounted, um, particularly if in, the, in the States. I'm, I'm not too hopeful about seeing massive discounts mm-hmm. on tech products in South Africa. But uh, once again, I'll be having a look, uh, see, what, see if there's anything that grabs my mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there is a lot of software online. I mean, talking about Black Friday, I've seen a lot of really good deals on um, a lot of the stuff that I use. Steam. Yeah, I was going to. Steam was going to be my last mention, but yeah, Steam sale is probably the the, the best way to spend your money, and yeah. you support some really good developers in the process. Um, but yeah, software online. I found um, one of my favorite absolute favorite DJ programs called DJ Pro by a, a, a company called Algorithm. They did a fifty percent off on their software, nice. so four hundred rand for eight hundred bucks software. So I bought that. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, nice. So that was a good that was a good score in my opinion because I've been looking at the soft. I, I had it on Mac. Uh, didn't have it. It's not transferable to PC, so I haven't had it since I've moved over to Windows. And you know, I've been keeping an eye on it. And then when the special dropped, it was there. So it was nice, a, nice, good bargain. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff. So the final story on the list this week is uh, one about a company using diamonds to power drones. And uh, because this is a drone story, this is Richard's speciality. <laughs> uh,
1: tell us about it. So yes, I mean we know we know drone technology is now obviously the thing, and we're going to see a lot of future services and technologies making use of it. Without a doubt, we still need to figure out exactly how we, all of this is going to work together, but. We know that we have one major issue at the moment, and that is keeping a drone in the air for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And that is because of battery power. I mean, we can't just slap a motor on these things. They'll still need petrol. Some companies do have tethered solutions. Um, some pla- companies have, like, automated drones that can land and just quickly recharge the, the battery pack. But it's not keeping them in the air, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So this company called Lake Diamond, um, they do um, they produce artificial diamonds. They've got this process, and they they actually sell diamonds to the manufacturing industry to fund all of this technology that they're building. And the idea is essentially using lasers to power drones. What the what the diamond does in the whole process is to to kind of take out a lot of the heat element and focus and purify that laser beam that gets shot out at the end. So mm-hmm. what they've done is they've produced these little square-shaped diamonds um, that they shoot these lasers through, and they are able to power drones. Now, the current test system that they've built uh, uses a 1.5 micrometer laser to deliver 4 watts, which is about the equivalent of 10,000 laser pointers, which can power okay. a small palm-sized drone. How so safe the technology is this? <laughs> No, no, the, 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 the test is still, this is still very... Um, small in terms of the size so this is only going to power a hand a small a small drone the size of your hand that carries like okay. a little camera okay for it, but it can it can fly indefinitely for a distance of up to 10 meters mm-hmm. now they do say it's very safe it's like any laser pointer you're not going to burn your hand off if you come into part into the, the the path of it or if you look into it or anything it's just like a normal laser obviously you wouldn't want to be focused on, on that little laser pointer yeah but the technology certainly means i mean it, it means that uh, that uh, at least in small scale, they're able to power a flying drone indefinitely. Now, scale that up, you might have a network array of lasers that take over from each other to power a drone. Um, obviously, one of the problems is the size. At the moment, you're going to have to have quite a large panel if you scale this up in terms of cu- current technology. If you're looking at that little palm-sized drone mm-hmm. that they have, if you want to scale this up to anything useful, you're going to have to have a much larger, much larger um Cell to to turn that laser uh, energy into that laser light into useful energy for Mm -hmm. that drone, but hey, people are working on this, and you know it has to start somewhere. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to be the solution, but it certainly makes a lot of sense, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with drones is they don't stay up very long. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, battery power is another thing that I mean once we get to a point where we have a battery that's light and can hold a lot of power, you know, that's another potential solution. But we we're not there yet. We we know in the, we know we're close to that. Mm. Um, but it's nice to see these these solutions. Um, and it's very geeky of obviously. What else can we power with that? I mean we've seen some um microprocessing technologies that uses lasers to transmit data in short distances. Yeah. Um so, yeah, that's laser and light. I think that they're definitely onto something there, that's for sure. <laughs> I think we've got a name for the show
0: there, laser and lights. Uh, <laughs> that's our news this week. Let's move on to our regular features. Our uh, winner this week is still under Benny Abrams for being appointed as the minister of the very clumsily, name for the mo- uh, clumsily named for the moment uh, Ministry of Telecommunications and Postal Services and Communications. Um, hmm. Or was it Communications and Telecommunications and Postal Services? Um, but uh, I presume there'll be a, a better name for it coming up <laughs> in the not yeah, distant yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, she's uh, certainly a rising star in political circles in South Africa. And um, let's hope she does a good job with the portfolio. That's Stella and Benny Abrams, our winner this week. And our loser this week is the U.S. government over its jingoism regarding Huawei and China. Um, mm. It just really does seem over the top. So uh, they're our loser this week. Um, I do hope I get a visa next time I want to go there. <laughs> just yeah, saying, look, I, <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say something. Maybe I shouldn't.
1: But if you, if you, if you go look at some of the, the things that Donald Trump says – In in his press briefings Or just talking to the public Or talking to other, There is some weird stuff That's coming out Of that person's mouth And yeah He's (laughs) running He's running The biggest What he's running The country right He's running The major influence On this planet um, yeah, we're certainly in for interesting times. Run by a television show, a
0: uh, reality television show. I <laughs> Indeed. I guess uh, neither of us are uh, getting visas to the States anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> a bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <coughs> but what's, it's the truth, right? <coughs> excuse me. Uh, what's your pick this week, Rahat?
1: Okay, so as I said, I've been uh, trolling through the Steam. I love the Steam sale. It's always fantastic to spend a few rand. And there's some really well-priced games too. I mean, you can spend anything from two rand to... Hundred rand if Mm. you want, but the game that I've recently got and a friend of mine introduced me to this, and when it was on sale now, I actually had to buy it. It's called the Jackbox Party, and there's a few packs available, but the one that I got is the trilogy. It's a bundle of the first three games. Now what this is, um, and it runs on Steam, obviously, so you have to you know run it on a computer. Mm -hmm. But essentially, this is a party, a, a game that you, it's a party game. So you play with a few friends. You when you you know sitting having a bra or something, getting around around the TV or around your computer. Um, This is an awesome game to play, and it is so much fun, Um, especially if you like uh, card games like Cards Against Humanity and and anything that's a party game, a fun party game. But what makes this a lot more fun and very interesting is the fact that everybody uses their iPad or cell phone to then actually participate in the game. So the game mechanics is quite interesting. You run the game on Steam, on your computer, or on your TV, Mm -hmm. um, and everybody, before the game starts has a code that you just go onto via a web page. You go onto this, um, it'll be whatever the URL is, forward slash a, random, a few random digits, and then everybody gets into this uh, lobby, um, put their name as you would, and then the game starts. And there's a few games from quizzes to drawing something on. Um, the, the games are really interesting, um, and it's a lot of fun. And you're playing with people, you're playing, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, it's funny, you're playing against people, you're trying to make people laugh, but you're also trying to kind of just win this game. Um, and it is definitely well worth getting if you if you're into that kind of fun party games, um, and it's hilarious to begin with. But yeah, you can spend anything 560 bucks for the game only to about 600 bucks for everything if you want everything and all the expansions. But the one I got was 400 bucks, and again, well worth it.
0: Great, I'm gonna have to check that out. Might have to try it a bit later. The <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Cool, it's a lot of fun. Um, my, my pick this week is I've been playing around for the last couple of weeks with a brand new 65 inch OLED TV from uh, from LG, and I'm in love. Mm. <laughs> this thing is absolutely beautiful. You know, I've, you know, I use a I've got a plasma TV. I bought one of the very last plasmas that were was available in the market, and sadly they don't make them anymore. Um, and I bought the plasma um, after having a um, quite a detailed uh, discussion um, with. Uh, um, the CTO at MultiChoice, um, who convinced me that uh, the plasma rather than LED or backlit uh, TVs was the way to go. So I got a, a, an LG plasma 60-inch, and it's beautiful. I really, really like it, although it's starting to look a bit dated, to be honest, uh, especially next to this incredibly sexy, ultra-thin OLED from LG. Mm. But um, the, the, the picture quality on this OLED was unbelievable. 4K set. Um, and uh, when it's in standby mode, it puts up pictures of artwork on the screen, and it's it nice. really, really, really beautiful. I mean, it looked like a painting. Um, mm. uh, and the playback, I switched my Netflix to 4K for a bit uh, to to check it out, and um, I almost found the image images to be too realistic. Um, it, it, it really it looked... It, it almost... You know, television, you almost mm, expect mm. not to be... Um, terribly real. Yeah, 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 it yeah, was yeah. so sharp that I almost felt this looks too sharp. It's a weird, weird thing to try and
1: describe. I'm sure I'd get used to it. Um. It works for certain things. Like if you're watching a documentary like Earth or something, or like, yeah. wow, that's what you want. But if you're watching a movie, you probably want yeah, to don't, you don't, – yeah. you don't want to see everything. You want to see everything in detail.
0: Because it kind of – you, know, you kind of end up looking at something in the picture and it distracts you from the storyline. It's mm. like, why mm. has that guy got a little pimple on his nose or whatever?
1: It is. <laughs> exactly. That's why so. I don't want to be an actor in today's day and age. Everything will get yeah. picked up.
0: But I'm amazed how the price of OLED sets has come down. They really have fallen a lot. So they're currently on sale on this Black Friday weekend for 40,000 rand for the 65-inch model, um, down from, I think, the normal 50 50 or 55,000 rand. Um, I have no doubt the prices are going to continue falling, though. I am not in the market to buy one of these yet because um, we all know what happens to TV prices. LG is the only one, as far as I know, major one doing um, um, OLED panels. Um, Samsung does something called QLED. I'm not quite sure what QLED is. I haven't used one of their TVs. Um, but I do know it's not OLED. It's a backlit uh, system. Um, I think they've done some some very clever work to, to m- make it um, – at least reasonably similar to OLED in terms of the the blackness in the picture and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not OLED. OLED is the is what you really want to get, um, and, and I'm sure more manufacturers are going to start making them. Um, I think Panasonic uh, Panasonic or I think it is Panasonic markets um, OLED sets as well. But I think the p- panels themselves are also made by LG. Uh, but 40,000 Rand at the moment on, on this Black Friday weekend. Um, I've got no doubt that the price will fall to 30 or 25 by this time next year. Um, and um, and, they'll, and they'll keep falling as they always do. Um, and I suppose by the time uh, the manufacturers are starting to punt 8K TVs, which I think is probably only a few years away, um, yeah. then uh, I think a nice 75-inch OLED um, 4K TV is, is probably going to be under 20K.
1: You know what your mom talk, said to you about sitting too close to the TV, eh? <laughs> 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 I mean, having one of these monsters right in front of your face. Yeah. Uh,
0: the 65-inch no, I found – 65-inch – I don't know. I, was, I guess I was spoiled, but I actually found 65-inch to be too small. Yeah. Um, I think my next TV I want to save up. And I, I'm not going to buy a new TV for a few years yet. I'm still very happy with my 60-inch plasma. Um, but when I get my next TV, it's, I, I fully expect it's going to be at least 75 inches and possibly as much as 90
1: are you being serious now? That's
0: huge. It's huge. But, I know, but... Uh, you but, want the full Netflix I'm, experience. I'm thing. getting old. My eyesight's failing. I need a massive TV.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I can certainly appreciate it, especially if you if you play games uh, on such a big screen, maybe some uh, Xbox or something. I mean, there's a lot of benefit to it, but um, okay. yeah. yeah.
0: And you get a big screen like that, you can also put it a bit further away from you and mount it on the wall mm-hmm. um, so there's more space in the room. Um, I see that um I think it's LG as well. It was, it was selling this weekend a an eighty-eight or an eighty-seven. I think it was an eighty-eight-inch uh, 4K LED TV for thirty thousand rand. Uh, Jeez, eighty-eight inch. So the price is So that's coming, that's, that's, that's one
1: iPhone. Up. Sorry, one iPhone XS. Exactly, XS XS yeah. Max.
0: Yeah, one yeah. iPhone XS Max for an eighty-eight-inch 4K
1: TV. I said XS deliberately because I still, it's not 10. I mean, how? I'm still confused <laughs> by that whole thing. Yeah, uh, everyone calls it XS. Old Apple. Yeah, yeah
0: terrible name. So, um, if you want to spend 40 grand on a TV or more after this Black Friday weekend uh, and you want the best, uh, one of the best TVs out there, you can go and get that. So, what else? Inch OLED.
1: Sorry, what else does it have that makes it, apart from the picture? I mean, does it have any other interesting features? Well, it's a smart TV. It's got built
0: in Netflix and Amazon Prime apps. You can download apps from the store. Um, it's got a very nice remote with voice control. Uh, so you hold down cool. the little voice That's button on it, you can say settings, and it'll bring up settings, for example, or open Netflix, and it'll open Netflix. Nice. Um, so the remote is very, it's got an air, what they call an air mouse. So you just shake it and point at the TV. It's a point and click sort of um, interface.
1: So it's a scroll Netflix and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the that's same same cool. technology that's available on on LG's more high end. Uh, um, uh, See, I'm not really, really a
1: smartphone smart TV user, so I've me neither. I mean, I've got a, I've got a computer connected to mine, so that's all smart TV. I mean, I can appreciate it, but I, yeah, I've never really used it. So I don't, I'm the same. Uh, Just give me a panel. Don't have a reference.
0: Just give me a mm. panel. That's all I need.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I only have panels. I don't have TVs, though. So I just use a PC to connect to a panel, and that's how I. I suppose it's useful if
0: you don't want to invest in something that you plug into your TV. and, and it's basic functionality. I mean, you can fire up Netflix, you can fire up Amazon. Um, no, it makes
1: a lot of sense, to be honest. It's great to have it. It's great to have you it, can, yeah. It just, you just set it up. You don't have to have it. Because having a PC, if you're not tech-savvy and you don't actually need it, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a waste.
0: But tech-savvy people like you and me, we, we, would pre- yeah. we prefer to connect some, some some sort of PC device to the TV because it gives us much more power. We can access a web browser. We can do just about anything we want.
1: Mm. Exactly, and transfer files from – so if I want to stream some video from another PC in the house, I can do so, mm-hmm. you know. Yo. No, it's just preferences, but it's nice to see. It's nice to see what you can do with the, these new high-end TVs. Yeah, but I'm, I'm certainly not in the market for a TV.
0: I'm certainly yeah. not buying an OLED TV at that price, uh, given the price will come down. But there are early adopters out there, and um, people, of course, just got to have the stuff. So <laughs> they're the guys they are the guys who's going to create the demand and bring down the pricing for the rest of us.
1: Oh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please do, guys. Go buy it more. Yeah.
0: And that, Richard, I think, is our show, apart from our quiz results. Um, where did I put the quiz results? Here they are. Uh, let me do the first question. Uh, no, that's last week. What am I doing with this paper <laughs> on my desk? Give me a <laughs> sec. Uh, <laughs> I'm
1: still, I'm still, I'm still impro- uh, impressed that you use to sh- that you read show notes. Uh, of printed paper and not off the screen.
0: The thing is, I've got laptops here doing different tasks for streaming this podcast. Not <laughs> that the stream's actually working and recording it and talking to you and all that sort of thing. So I don't want to mess with them too much. And I also like just to hold a pen and uh, write notes on the show notes as we go. Make notes. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. old school. That's good. But I have. I, I must tell you, I have ordered. <laughs> I have ordered the new iPad Pro. Uh, oh, have you ordered it now? I have nice. I've ordered it. Um, there's no stock in the country, so I have no idea when I'm going to get it. Um, but I've also app- ordered the new a- a- Apple second-generation Pencil. So uh, I think in future shows I will be ditching the paper and
1: uh, doing all of this. Just doing that. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to. You are going yeah. to then have to do yeah. that. I can't wait to get this device. It looks so amazing. I'm missing out on all the tech now that I'm uh, out of the studio. So yes. maybe we should do it. We should, we, once you have all your tech sorted, I need to. we need to record in-studio again and then just do a.
0: Absolutely. I'll pop in and we'll uh, play all the tech. Absolutely.
1: Well, we're threatening to do
0: an end of year special, so uh, maybe that's the time. to do Yes, we should. We should. Good stuff. So let me do the first question in the quiz this week. Uh, With the launch this week of Standard Bank Mobile, how many MVNOs or mobile virtual network operators now piggyback on Celsius network? And I was amazed to see this number. It's now
1: 19. Wow, that's ma- yeah, that's good business for them. Yo, nice, huge business. <laughs> <laughs> Second question: How many set boxes have now been activated by OpenView, the free-to-air satellite provider owned by eMedia Investments, and that is one point four million. That's also an impressive number, I must say. Yeah, Yo. yeah, and it's free, free-to-air channels, which is great. For completely like free.
0: It. Yeah, I was staying in an Airbnb down in East London a few weeks ago, and uh, and they had OpenView, um, and uh, they had Netflix as well, but it was on a very poor DSL line, so I gave up trying to watch
1: Netflix, but I was watching oh. OpenView and. It's actually for what it is. It's not bad. What what kind of channels are on? there? Is it interesting? Interesting stuff, or Look, is it just all well, foreign channels? They've got quite a few HD channels. They've got a
0: um, they've got a movies channel, eMovies channel, uh, which is in HD.
1: Oh, uh, EMovies, yes. They've got yes. news channels. But that's all reruns of all. Um um, Stephen Seagull movies, isn't it? <laughs> action night, <laughs> action night on E.
0: <laughs>
1: Remember those ads, action night
0: on E. Oh yeah, love uh, it, love <laughs> um, Yeah, they're not the latest movies, but um, for a free offering, uh, you, you, know, you can't it's really complain. Not bad. They've not bad, got yeah. the SABC channels. They have ETV. They have. Um, so there's a there's a, a, a environment channel, um, National Geographic. I think it's National Geographic, but it's something like that. Uh, there's a couple of religious channels. There's um, new, a couple of news channels. BBC is on there. Um.
1: So now that we're fighting with the digital broadcasting, why don't we just everybody just switch over to these guys? I mean, they've already got infrastructure in place. It makes sense. And they're yeah. not using um, they're not using um, the bandwidth we need. Exa- indeed, Indeed, it's a very good question, Rahat. <laughs> it's a very good question. <laughs> why not? <laughs> no, I mean, it makes sense. Mm. It's a- yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we we digress from the the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> third third question in this week's quiz: Which technology company is on the verge of overtaking Apple as the world's most valuable company? And can you believe it? They back it's They're
0: Microsoft. Back. Microsoft. Can you believe it? But the, the, Apple's share price is really tanked in the last two months on worries about iphone sales growth going Mm, backwards mm. and uh, microsoft has built a fantastic strategy around cloud computing um azure services and they're doing incredibly well and there's every possibility that in the next day or two uh, microsoft will be the biggest company in the world by market cap fantastic amazing stuff uber rival taxify said this week
1: it is expanding to which part of south africa and that's the garden route and the final question, the soon-to-be-launched Discovery Bank is being led by former chief information officer of NetBank. Who is he? And the answer is Barry Hoare. Barry Hoare, who was also at SARS
0: as chief operating officer, and he left, I think, as Tom Moyani was coming in. Um, and uh, I think, by all accounts, a big loss to, uh, to SARS. Um,
1: smart guy, um, although mm. apparently quite difficult to work with, I believe. Um, so, so, so it's Elon Musk apparently too, I think <laughs> and and Steve Jobs. I mean, it's oh, Steve Jobs was a, was, a, was apparently appalling, <laughs> absolutely apparently appalling. He used to fire people in the elevator. Um, I've worked I've worked with some very intelligent people, and it's it's certainly a, a trait. It's, yeah, I mean, it's part of the course, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the only thing left to do this week is to play out with uh, a song, and it's uh, my pick this week. And um, Stephen Wilson, uh, who I'm a huge fan of, of course, he was the um, former frontman of uh, Porcupine Tree. Uh, He is now – he's put out about five or six solo albums, and they just keep getting better with every album. He plays um, almost fusion, jazzy type rock, lots of prog. Uh, and he's just done a uh, put out a brand new album uh, called Home Invasion, and in concert at the Royal Albert Hall, and it's really well worth listening to. I highly recommend it if you like your music on the jazzier and more progressive side. Uh, but this is um, this is a track called Pariah, uh, and it features. Uh, where- Find that other piece of paper I needed. Find the paper. <laughs> yeah. You sound like a radio DJ. Oh, yeah. where's, this where's my paper? I've got like 10. The problem is, I leave the old show notes on the desk here and they're all piling up. Uh, so, uh, Stephen Wilson featuring Nina, I think it's pronounced Nina Tayeb, uh, and the song is called Pariah. From Rechard and myself, until next time, take care and cheers.
1: Ciao, ciao.